0: Welcome to
1: the Make Your Friends Rich Podcast, dedicated to founders and their friends enriching each other, and how that love fest can manifest into beautiful things. We're your hosts, Megan Everett and Lance Pinn. In the years we've known one
0: another, we've helped each other make money and friends that that have changed our lives.
1: lives. Remembering always, it's not what you know, but who you know.
0: And how useful you can be to each other that can really change your stations in life. On today's episode, we're talking to Alyssa Williams, founder and CEO of the Embodied Styled Method. Celebrity stylist, investor, and speaker. We talk about her amazing resiliency to go from multi-million-dollar real estate holdings to losing it all, and how she rebuilt her life and company to become a celebrity stylist, launching her stylist school and rebuilding her wealth. Alyssa is an exceptional example of building the life you want, regardless of your
1: circumstances. How do you know Megan? How does how does this happen?
0: I know how we met. So I do remember this. This is no, so crazy. No, no. I Megan, had gone.
1: I, did, I didn't ask you. Okay, no. sorry. I'll,
0: no. E doesn't Thanks. remember. Oh yeah. yeah she does. Okay, so we met because I was dating that stupid guy and going through a really bad breakup and was like DMing with Ali Webb. Oh, well, that's like, how we
1: met. I'm no, just kidding.
0: No, it's not. Um, and Ali asked me if she could post the DM on her stories, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I said I was moving to Dallas, and you were like, "Wait, I'm moving to Dallas." and we became friends.
2: I remember this. Okay. Actually, I can't believe this. It, in my mind, there's not a time when I don't know Meg. So it's kind of a weird thing where I'm like, oh, I actually have no idea. That's exactly how, because we were both planning to move to Dallas. You were the only one that actually moved to Dallas. I because didn't end you up. You smart. Yes. I have tried to move to Dallas twice and both times it was not my vibe. So, um, so that's how we know. And then that's how I know Megan. And then we ended up starting like a, like, Peer I mean, mastermind for two years, I guess, um, yeah. with Mickey Mosserino And we just met regularly and texted regularly, um, which was a tremendous, which was amazing, actually. Um, it was, we I was. Going through some pretty wild things. You know, I think in business and in life, I wow. was going through a divorce and the liquidation of almost $2 million worth of real estate that I'd built up throughout my entire, throughout my 20s. So, and you were going through your own journey and it was nice to have somebody else. that was like dealing with attorneys and things that I didn't want to deal with. Uh, But, you know, you kind of have to, and, or I think not have to, but I chose the life where that's what I do.
0: (laughs) I think we made it easier for all three of us to show up in those spaces because it was so hard and we like none of us had ever experienced anything that we were going through yeah and they were all three very different but lawyers and accountants and all of that is so scary (laughs) and we're like we're three younger like early 30s women running companies that were getting pretty big so it was so nice to have each other during that time
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) who is this Ali person
0: so So ally isn't isn't part of the like our group chat or like our little mastermind. Ali Webb is the founder of DriveR, who I met when oh, I oh yes I worked, met her when I worked at my time genius you know sorry she is yes um but we are like we're social media friends and like professional acquaintances I guess but like that's how Alyssa and I met on Instagram and then Alyssa was actually at my birthday in Dallas. It was but more
1: importantly for this show, you guys did yeah. a, you, already wor- you worked together. you made each other enriched we, with a p- pure mastermind. Yeah. Tell me more about this.
0: We did enrich each other. We, um, I would say all three of us kept each other from like losing everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I yeah, yeah, I think had I introduced Meg and Nikki, and we were all kind of building companies at the time. And so, and needed support and accountability and just like fun levity to some wildness of life and yeah, wildness of life. And so we did, we started a peer mastermind that was just, you know, the three of us on zoom, <laughs> this is before the times of COVID BC. And it was amazing though. So that was such an enrich, enriching time. I would say, cause it was like this is what's going on this week. How, what do you need? What support do you need? How can we help? How can we um, help you? How, what do you need? And, and I think that, that was really, really, really helpful. Um, and like, I even think to remember, I actually just found a video of, of this, the other, um, the other day of bringing in, you know, we had an investor call for, or a potential oh, yeah. investor call for a potential. I
0: don't even know. like, how, how, what, how formal is this? Or what can I say on this? But I think we can talk about it. Like, I don't think Mark and Aaron would care if we talk about this. So the three of us at one point decided that like, maybe we'd have like a mini investment firm and did an investment call with Mark Groves and Aaron Albert, who are the founders of mind, which was so fun. You have a video of it.
2: Yes. I have. I just came across that video and I was like, damn, I wish I had invested in that because it was like, yes. But I was like, well, I don't know. Should I save my cash? And I was like, but how fun. And now my, that's like, that was one of the biggest lessons is I'm just like, no, if it sounds fun, sounds like I want to be a part of it, just do it. doesn't really matter. You know, like even, even if nothing had come from that, it's still, I mean, I would say even just being on those calls was really fun, but yeah. uh, But that's now, I mean, that actually informed so much of my investment strategy, like moving forward. Is like, if it's something I want to be a part of, something I like, I like the founders and it's a hell yes and just go for it. Um, You know, worst comes the worst, you lose a little bit of money, but like, meh, you can always make more money.
0: It's always, it's so funny to me to think about like where we were two years ago with like five grand for each of us was so much money. We were so scared to put that in. And now it's like, you know, We had a great conversation the other day about like where our businesses are and it's like, oh, like if, if Mark and Aaron asked each of us for five grand now, we'd be like, sure, no problem. Like, yes. yes. Can
2: I give you five times that (laughs) (laughs) amount?
1: Can we have like
0: actual stake in the company? We'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. So e, tell us a little bit of your story and what you do. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: well, my name is Alyssa, obviously, and I started a company, well, I'm a stylist, and so I started a personal styling company many, many years ago, and now that's transformed into a company called Your Virtual Closet Concierge, which is basically full styling and wardrobe management for primarily women, women CEOs, founders, um, executives, business owners, people that are, they're typically traveling a ton, need their personal brand on point and just do not want to focus on anything having to do with outfitting shopping um you know but they need to look good on those video calls or yeah traveling or stage or personal branding photos whatever that is so that is that's what I do and I started that was actually 2019 let's see we've been around for two years now that particular um branch of the company and it's going well
1: what are you working on that with any go ahead we'll do parliamentary procedure (laughs) Are, are you are you doing that on your own or did you uh collaborate with some friends what's the deal
2: no i started that on my own and we're now a team of three Um, so three kind of full time. And then we have stylists as well that I bring on depending on how many clients we have, but it's typically a monthly, um, well, that's not totally true. It started as a monthly subscription and now it's more like, what do you need? Um, and, but it's just me. I started that out of really out of what I was being asked to do for some of my one-on-one, my high-end styling clients. And, um. And especially because with like rentals, with like clothing rentals, with um, just wardrobe management as a whole, um, you know, we're having, I'm seeing so many, well, people are, do, are, are buying way less and actually able to rent things, are, are having a way smaller closet, for example, um, but they still want to have pieces that really feel good on them. are are a true reflection of who they are, where they're going, what they're stepping into. So, um, but to answer your question, I started that by myself in in the end of 2019, right before the pandemic.
0: (laughs) So funny, because we were all, so Nikki and I have actually never met face-to-face, which is so weird to think about because I feel like we're so close. Um, But we had planned two trips to all be together and COVID happened and we didn't get to see each other. Oh, life. Yeah. It seems like it's been years. Um, so I know you started by yourself. Do you want to talk a little bit about, and we can cut this out if you don't, um, like what got you to the point of starting your own company and all of that and the losing and rebuilding? Yeah, I'm a totally okay. open book. So I,
2: um, in Let's see. So my, all of my twenties was spent building a real estate portfolio and I was married at the time. And basically as soon when I ex-husband and I got married, we decided that we were going to buy a property every two years. And so I, you know, worked a regular nine to five job and, and basically we decided we were going to be like super house poor and just buy as much as we possibly could. And so that's what we did. We bought, um, you know, multifamily. We had what, six, prop six, um, doors at the end, six doors all in California, um, by the time I was 30. So on paper, I always say like, I was an on paper millionaire by 30, well over, um, by 30. And then my ex-husband had a pretty substantial mental, um, breakdown to where, uh, from we basically like overnight, um, lost his business or I was taking care of him, his business, my business all of the real estate and basically everything. And um, and then that led to, after a year of that, that led to a divorce and liquidating, splitting and liquidating everything. And so it was really, really crazy because like from a year, like I went from, you know, very successful <laughs> to like nothing basically overnight. Like I lost, like, I just was like, oh my gosh, I have lost every single thing that I have worked my ass off over the last 10 years for. I've lost my husband, um, like literally, like, like I mean, mentally, like it just is not quite the same. And then as well as like a relationship that i had spent um, all of my 20s building uh, as well. So basically overnight, I was like, wow, I have nothing that I have, you know, my whole world had to rearrange. And um, thankfully I had started styling on the side, really, I just love it so much. I had started it. Um, well, I should say I went into It's kind of a, like a, a random story, but I actually had started my business and then in college. And then um, when I graduated from college, I was like, okay, time to go get a big girl job, as I call it. And went into tech, went into um, and loved tech so much and spent, you know, kind of As I was building my real estate portfolio, I was building my career in tech on on the side. And, you know, so when I basically lost everything and kind of had to start from square one, I was like, what do I really love? And what is going to like, what is going to go? And so, you know, I kind of looked around and I was like, well, I really actually love my styling business and it's successful. It's doing well. I love it. And let's just blow this up as much as I can. And um, and I always say, like, I looked at my year and I was like, okay, it's either like go back to school, go to business school or focus fully on my business. And it's interesting because as I started it again, um, you know, I have all this tech background. So I think that's really, really why I'm in the space of virtual styling now, because it's like a combined styling and a virtual, you know, a tech background to create something that is completely remote and really helps people, you know, that really helps people. So that's kind of my, that's, I mean, that's, that is my story of starting from scratch. And that was now, gosh, that's three years ago. So, wow. It's been it's, three years. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's been three years and I, it's always crazy. Cause I, I really don't wish any, like it's, it's hard to even go back into that because when you're looking at like everything that you've built is like poof gone. And, you know, I, I was like thought, Oh my gosh, I have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and you just have this sick, or sick. I just felt sick to my stomach. And I remember I had a tenant actually at the time and I was picking up a rent check or one of her last rent checks. And she goes, you know, Alyssa, you're losing 2 million, but like you're setting the foundation for 200 million. And I, was so thankful to her because I, I almost feel like God like spoke through her because I was like, damn straight. We are, here we go. Like I'll close this stuff up. But, um, so I don't wish like, like a, a breakdown like that on anybody. And at the same time, like, I feel like the building blocks of life had to, kind of fall away so that I could build something that was a little bit more sustainable and, and more in line with my personal values and my, what I wanted to contribute to the world.
0: But I can't believe it's been three years. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here and I'm like, wait, has it been three years? That means it's been almost three years since I almost lost everything and lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell us about that.
0: Do you not know this story?
1: So The the listeners do not know this story. The listeners
0: don't know this story. So this actually happens very commonly in tech, um, especially if you are not on the developer end and you're starting a company. When I met Alyssa, I had partnered with a dev house that was not a real dev house in Dallas and paid them a lot of money to build an app and then I moved to Dallas and two months in found out that that app was not being built. And that person was on, gosh, they were on our cap table. Like it was a mess. And I lost over a hundred thousand dollars, which I did not have to lose. Um, and literally had a breakdown. Like, I think I called Alyssa. I was like, I like packed up my car one night and was like, I'm driving home. And she's like, you're doing what? And I was like, I can't do this. And she's like, what do you mean? And like, she's like, you're driving back to California. And I was like, I just need to go home. And I literally like, no, notice anyone. I mean, I didn't like pack everything up, but I put like two suitcases in my car and just like drove to California in two days. Um, and then I ended up moving back for a little bit. Cause it was so crazy. Like I, but I had lost so much. And out of that, like Alyssa and I had already become really good friends and she introduced me to Nikki who was also going through some stuff and all three of us just kind of like held each other together and like there was this push of all three of us to keep going in our businesses and not give up um but I really have to say I don't know where perform would be if it weren't for you too is like,
2: wild like and I remember too when you were like okay I am I have to go back to my storage unit. I just left all this stuff in my storage unit. And I'm like, okay, like, like great. But you know, it also makes me think like we you always see, I for me at least, I, I used to see companies and be like, oh my gosh, they're hitting like this revenue goal that I've always dreamt of. Or I can't believe, look how amazing their life is or something like that. And, and I would look at that and never know kind of the behind the scenes or how much it really is this like deep commitment to like, whatever the fuck happens, I'm committed to making it happen and keeping going. And, and, and I think that I saw that in you. I've obviously seen that in me because here I am three years later and you know, we did, we shared some of our revenue numbers just last week. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like this is actually, we have built true real life businesses off of um, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that that's wine
0: nights and lots of wine <laughs>
2: like but but you know that 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 have legs on their own right yeah. and and that is just amazing and I think that there's something that happens when you do hit you know like at this point I'm at the three-year mark and I'm like oh it's finally starting to click like it's yeah. finally um starting to actually like, like take a life on its own of its own. And I'm not worried about like paying rent or paying my bills or like, like it's finally actually working. And, um, and I don't, I, I just, I mean, obviously there's, it's not like all the problems are going to like go away overnight or that I'm not going to have something else happening, you know, in the years to come, but I don't know. It just reminds me, you know, that you just really, really, really have no idea what something takes behind the scenes, whether that's, you know, lawsuits or losing everything or rebuilding or tears or making it happen or recommitting. It's just, it's, you just never know. And it's, it is fun to be on this side now of this, of that hurdle (laughs) and be like, oh my gosh, thank God. Like I have my last name back. I have like, you know, my money back, my, like, you know, have like my business back, like have all this stuff that was really hard to, um, you know, was, was just a hard process in the thing or in in it. It was really hard. And then now you're like, Oh, okay. I did that. Damn. I did that.
0: I also feel like those things because like, and people told me this the first time we got sued, they were like, you're going to get sued a lot. Like companies that do well get sued. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. We can never get sued again. And of course we've gotten sued again, but I'm like, now I'm like, whatever. Like you go through it once and then you're just kind of like, it's not that big of a deal. Like life goes on. It's true. So we learn how to get over the hurdles.
2: It's true.
0: Yeah, I get a prenup too. Get a, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we learned that lesson from you. Somebody told me the other day they like were randomly asking me what I do, and they're like from the Bay Area. And they're like, What's your company? And I was like, Perform. And they're like, Oh, I know your company. My brother's company uses you. And I was like, What? It's like the first time a like total random stranger knew what my company was. It was a really cool moment. That is a really cool moment. Yeah. That, that doesn't that feel so good? And it's, you know, we've launched about three and a half years ago now. So and next week is four years since I left Motion Loft. Wow. I know.
2: Congratulations.
0: It's crazy. Lance.
1: So um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot, I'm learning a lot here. Uh, for uh, your virtual uh, concierge, closet concierge, um, uh, it sounds like your pathway led you to an eventual success. Um, trials and tribulations, tech, uh, business exploits. What, was there any um, like aha moment, or any like strategic advantage that you you might have had, or, or or noticed in your journey that uh, that maybe you wish you pay attention to earlier, or you could highlight for others that they might be not focusing on in their life. I can, uh, I can give an, ex- it's, like, it's like, I don't understand tech. I can't build a website, but I do know Megan and she built my website. And so those kinds of little easy life hacks uh, to do something that is impossible for you are really what we're trying to dig up for people.
2: I think that I recommend to everybody to get to know yourself really well. And as a founder or as a person You know, it can be get to know what you love, what you're good at, like even just what you said, like, I can't build a website that's I'm not in tech, but I have other things that I'm good at. And I know clearly you're like a people person, so you can like leverage your relationships. Um, and I would say like, get to know yourself. Like, and I think that that was really, really something that I focused on early on was what am I good at? what do I enjoy doing? What do I not enjoy doing? You know, I think one of my first hires was an accountant because I do not love that. I love making money. I'm very good at making money. I do not love the, all of the side of like bookkeeping is like literally, I hate it. (laughs) Like I will look at it. I like, thank God for an amazing, um, accountant. But so I think getting to know how you operate and has been a tremendous advantage um, just as a leader and as a business owner and as a human too, just as like a friend has been huge too. And I don't think that that's actually stressed enough. You know, in, in, when I was going to school, it's not like people were like, get to know you. What do you like doing? What would you be good at? What do you enjoy? What's your, follow your curiosity. Um, That, that wasn't really stressed in my childhood and, or even into my adulthood. That was something that I really, really sought out. And I am so thankful that I did because I feel like I was able to, as a result of really, really diving into my own personal loves and passions and curiosities, I, you know, came up with, a framework of values that I feel like pretty much all of my businesses moving forward will fit within that, um, framework for me. And I'm so thankful that I did that, um, did that pretty early. And I think that that's, will definitely, I mean, follow me or I'll follow it maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I will say, I think you give women a permission in a different way that no one else does. Like, you're the first person that ever told me, like, I was like, I feel like so elitist to love first class and to only want to fly first class. And Alyssa was like, no, you get to love luxury. And the reason I think that's important is normally we're only seeing that from like already very established entrepreneurs and you give women this permission to just be themselves and dress however they want and love these nice things and like not apologize for it and not feel bad for it. And I think you do it in such a grounded way. And I think that just is really who you are. Um, was there someone in your life that gave you permission to be that way? Or did you just find it? Cause I know you grew up very similar to me, like mountains, very like earthy family. And we're like these kind of like, no, we want to be blonde and pretty and like wear nice things and wear heels and carry Chanel. I <laughs> yeah, want. I. What?
1: <clears throat> that's, that's what I want to be blonde I know. and pretty. No, mind. Sorry. He really wants
2: that. Lance, where are your Chanel? Where's your Chanel? Um, I actually grew up super religious. So I grew up um, super, super religious where anything that wasn't like, if you weren't like a nurse, doctor or missionary, you basically like had no worth <laughs> or pastor. And so, and then here I came out of the womb, like very, very, like I loved fancy things. I loved clothes. I loved nice, beautiful chocolate. I loved basically anything. I loved nature. I loved color. I loved, I was very, very loved the world around me. And, but then I was like taught or the, the religious programming was very much like, no, that's bad. Anything that's of the world is bad. And I just like looked around and I was like, something is like, we're missing something because like, if the world is bad, then why is there beauty? Why are there flowers that bloom? Because they're just beautiful. And why is it that we have a million trillion different colors and there's literally a million different kinds of flowers in the world where if, if beauty wasn't important, then it would all be black and white, or we wouldn't have any, we, we wouldn't have any of this. Um, if the world was really this way, then sex wouldn't be good, or we wouldn't have taste buds, or we wouldn't like be able to actually enjoy life. Um, and so I, I think that, that's, that's actually where I came from is, is very much like, wait a minute, I'm being told this one thing, but this is actually good. Like this, this is like luxury is good. Beauty is good. Food is good. Like, like the, 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 the bodily experience is good. And, um, you know, exercising is good. Like all of this is so good. And I would say an aspect of spirituality and, and totally an aspect of, of, I mean, yeah, the aspect of spirituality is just, is just. it's not a separation from, it's not like, okay, there's your spirituality is somewhere else out there. It's actually very much in here. Um, so when I think about like permission and who gave me that permission, it was a lot of me looking at everything that I was told was wrong and saying, is that wrong? And if I feel like I need permission to enjoy this, then I bet there's somebody else that needs that permission too. And so kind of taking one by one, those things, it was like, how, where does this, where do we need liberation from this? And so permission to enjoy the beauty and nice things of life is something that I believe so much in. And especially as women, my gosh, like how many times we love, like, oh my gosh, we love guilt as women, right? It's like, uh, ah, let me just like, kill myself. And uh, so, and then I just, but then to just to give yourself permission to be supported and happy and, and, and beautiful and, you know, and enjoy first class and enjoy whatever it is that you want to enjoy is, is, I don't know. I always want to be around those people, right. That are just unabashedly unashamed and, and truly themselves and love the things that are in their world. That's who I want to be. And I think uh, totally I feel if I can give women that permission then I feel like my life would be like really complete
0: well you
1: are do permission all
2: genders all genders but all genders
0: I will say like it's because you know I grew up very religious too and we were really taught to be like humble and modest and like not show off and like all of these things and like that I moved to San Francisco and I was like everybody's just in leggings all the time like you know San Francisco is not pretty um and then I met Alyssa and Alyssa's like no like you you sent me one day this leather green (laughs) jumpsuit do you remember this and you're like you should wear this on stage and I was like who the fuck do you think I am I wear like Lulu's every day but you already get people thank you I
2: still think you should wear that
0: I think I should buy it. I think it's really great.
1: I um, you mean, you, you mean you re-gifted that idea to me? Like I thought that was original. I
0: did, I'm sorry. Maybe Christina can make it for us. We'll have oh. matching leather jumpsuits for ICSC.
1: Um, all right, so back to pro- productivity <laughs> mode. Uh, so it sounds like you're, you're, you're killing it right now and you have uh, a couple of key people on your team how did you decide to join forces with them and uh, how do they complement you or did you just have roles that needed to be fulfilled that didn't require any brain work or variables?
2: Um, I hired, oh my gosh, this is a great question because um, I've cycled through a few different people on my team, I think. Um So first hired, you know, hired an accounting team that was very, very important to me to make sure that all of my numbers were looking real good. That was out of necessity and out of knowing who I am, knowing where, what I'm good at and what I don't want to be. I would say it's so funny. I'm actually not bad at numbers. I'm very good at numbers, but it's just not what I like to do. So that was first, that was kind of the first hire. The second hire was actually an assistant for me and Why that was, was because I'm, I am a stylist. And so that was my primary role. And with styling, if you're styling a brand shoe, you're styling all that, there's just like so much uh, to do. And so to multiply my time was really, really important and, um, and do things that, you know, so that was the second hire. And then the third hire was a stylist, an extra, another remote stylist. So she basically takes on, she does everything. So how did I hire these people? It was like very organic. I basically hire, I kind of think about what, where the business is growing, what, how we can, um, how we can expand. So, well, So I got some, I have a mentor who actually said like a good hire will 10 X your business and, or has the potential to 10 X your business. So you don't want to just, you don't want to just say like, okay, how can I double myself? But how can I actually, a good compliment will actually 10 X your output. And so I think about that a lot. I think about like, if I bring this other person on, will this, Will this be able to 10x my productivity or or what I'm doing in the world? And you know, an extra stylist, absolutely, because I can teach her how to style. I can teach her how to kind of manage the clients, and then we can absolutely take on more work and and provide a better experience for our customers. So that was, and then and then I also think about you know quarterly. I'm at the quarterly stage still. I'm not quite year a year out, but quarterly, I think about what is coming. You know, what growth is coming. What do I see is you know important, and then we'll start to hire basically for where I'm going, and um, and and start to think about like job descriptions or think about what I kind of need. And for me, it always the per the right person comes, and where I I feel like this is going to be an area of of growth for us in next year um, because I think we're going to end up hiring pretty quickly. Uh, There's a few different roles that we'll be hiring. And um, so let's see, I lost my train of thought there, but um, I I think about who I'm going to hire, who I'm going to need, and then start to really feel like who is this person? What are they like? What, what skills do they have? What are they, enjo- what are they going to enjoy doing? I really love people and want people to be in the right roles and, and the right, so that they're actually in like, their output is in line with what I need to, or with the business needs.
0: How did you meet these people? Are they, are you putting out ads? Are they being introduced to you? I feel like you're the person that just like meets people and you're like, oh, we should work together. Mm-hmm. And then they become, yeah.
2: I, so one of the things that I would say, like my, one of my geniuses is actually seeing people and seeing what they're good at and seeing, I love people. And so I meet people all the time and I often will ask them a trillion million questions. They always hate me because they're like, are you like, is this a job interview? And sometimes it is because I'll be like, well, do you want to come on, you know, come do you want to come on board or I'll know somebody or I'll be like, oh, you would be a great this person. You need to, I need to introduce that person to that person or whatever. So I, um, so yeah, I have not done any ads so far, but granted my team is really small. So, you know, I think when we're hiring for like, you know, I think probably this coming year, I'll be hiring for a C level, you know, a COO and um, you know, I might end up having to, (laughs) run some ads or, or do a, cast a broader net for, for that role. But for the most part, I have met recommendations or I've met people. And I, I actually love that. I think, cause this also goes into something that I'm like so passionate about. And I think a lot of people are not in their zones of genius. Right. And so you see them yeah. and you're like, are you actually happy doing this? And they're like, no, what I'd really love to do is like, blah, blah, blah. And so you're like, well then fucking go into, go there. Like you need to go there. And I think sometimes people don't even know that that's a possibility. So for me, when I see somebody that's like, you know, you can even meet like, like I've met people man, actually one of my early stylists that I hired, um, I did, how did I meet her? Oh, I met her at a coffee shop. And I was like, you have great style. She's like, well, I'd love to blah, blah, blah. I'd love to be a stylist, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my gosh, great. Come on board. So I think, um, yeah, so that I think sometimes people need permission to like go into the right role. That's early on. Um, and then even sometimes people were like, not giving themselves permission to actually be be in a line of work that they're actually good at. So, and, and kind of stop doing shit they hate doing. So that is my hiring journey. Um, but like I said, I think it's going to change in this next year. I feel like there's going to be quite a few, um, positions that, that I'll be hiring for and we'll see how it goes. Exciting.
1: Um, I hate to ask like stereotypical questions, but what's the five-year plan look like? What the competitive advantage uh, do you have in in the marketplace? And how are you going to defend your mountain?
2: I know. Um, Five-year plan, well, we'll see. Right now we're pretty small. So I think the competitive advantage for us within, if you know the styling industry, is that we are very personal. We train our people very well. It is a personal relationship. Um, and we are, we can style and pull from any store where a lot of the styling platforms, it's like they have one basically, like they have their own kind of their own warehouse that they pull clothes from. And we actually can go from anywhere. So that's amazing. And we actually make um, affiliate commissions off of everything that we pull from as well. So, I would say our competitive advantage right now is 100% the people and 100% the relationship. So it's like finding your hairstylist. It's really, really, really hard to go change your hairstylist once they know your hair, they know your color, they know you know them, they know your kids. Like you have that relationship for a long, 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 long time. So I would say that's our competitive advantage right now. Um, For a a five-year plan, it's a good, it's changed. Um, I, I... uh, I went into this with, I was like, Oh, we'll be in and out in three years. I'll just like sell it. And now i actually don't think so. I'm not building a business to sell. I love what I'm building. And, um, I think I want this to transform the lives of men and women and, uh, people across, I would say for sure the country, and we do have some international clients as well. So, um, perhaps across the globe, um, and compet and what else, what else that was competitive advantage, five-year plan, kind of plan is just to build. I like really am just like, I want to build, I want to like grow, build and see what we end up doing. I think I have a feeling that there will be probably a clothing line down the road. Probably there's a lot coming. So, um, But right now it's just build and have a fuck ton of fun doing it.
0: So I know that you also do some coaching. Are you going to continue doing that? Like, where are you on that journey?
2: Yeah, I do quite a bit of mentorship, but I, so I have another brand called Queens of Abundance and which is really the permission side. You know what you're saying? It's like so much permission. And I love that. Um, I do really, really, really love that, and I have actually, I do have a partner that that I run that with. Um, it's hard, though. I don't know. We'll see. I I love it. Um, I think I love fashion. No, I love it both. It's
1: real life. It's
0: edit fine. that out. Pick, no, it's fine. You it's real life. You have to pick one. No, you don't. I do not. I'm not saying that. So the dog. You, the dog is Bella. saying like oh. she
2: didn't like that answer. Um, I so coaching, Queens of Abundance is I wouldn't say it Queens of Abundance is group coaching and um and that's a lot of like I said, permission. So I don't know. That one I ha- I actually have no idea. I might sell it to my partner, honestly, because I do love it. But I think that what I where where like where I really, really fit is in the realm of self-expression. Um, and and style and building a business, so I think that that's probably where I'll continue to
0: invest my time. We have this conversation every time we talk, Lance. By the way, where we're like, maybe I'll keep my coaching business, maybe I won't. We go back and forth all the time. Um, so, what is? I want to know, like, who has been most influential in you building your company? over the last three years.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Be like a mentor somebody you just look up to.
2: There's so many people. Um, I feel like I'm having a moment where I'm like, I just would like to thank me. (laughs) First (laughs) and foremost, I would like to thank me. Um, yeah. So I have a couple people. The first one is actually a, a coach, um, who has helped me listen to myself. So I would say, and her name is Amanda. And I would honestly say that without her, I, I mean, she's been on and off the journey with me since for the past three years. So when my husband got sick or my ex-husband got sick, um, to going through the entire process of selling almost $2 million worth of real estate to um, then kind of coming out the other side of that to mourning the, the grief of all, like all of that. And um, and she's an executive coach and I do not, I could not be here without her. Just the process of actually grieving, the process of learning to listen to myself, the process of removing any other he, any anything that really wasn't mine to hold or to believe, so I would say that I could not be where I am right now. I would say like so much of my internal peace and how I move through life is as a result of um, of that particular um, coach. So that's I would say that's number one. Number two, the number two per- person person. Well, I would say that's probably number one. Um,
1: And Kanye West, obviously, because it's all about Kanye.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, seriously, I feel like he's like, (laughs) no, who was it? It was, um, oh my gosh, who who said that? Who like got up there and he's like, I would just like to thank first and foremost, I'd like to thank me, uh, Martha Stewart, and what's the other guy? It was Snoop Dogg. Was it Snoop Dogg? Uh, he was like, he's like, I just want to yeah. like. He gets up. He's like, I just want to like thank me, but oh uh, no. But I do uh, actually, yeah, say that again. But Kanye, I, I was
1: referencing. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it sounds like something Kanye would say. I think Kanye's <laughs> quote is, uh, "Everyone wants to know what would happen, if, what I would do if I didn't win." And then he says, "I guess we'll never know because he won. He's a winner." <laughs> Hashtag.
2: Um, but actually I do I actually do really love um, Kanye I listen to him like as like pump up music because okay. I'm like can we all just like get a little self-dose like do- dose of like self-love and a little self-obsession like and just go do it
0: it's <laughs> a little bit
2: but
1: I think we all feel the same yeah. way
2: I think also heroes from a yeah, I think heroes from afar are really important too. Um, one of my favorite things is actually Steve jobs built the, the apple center in, and you can see it from space. And I always think about like, and he literally had like boulders imported, you know, from, um, wherever. And I always think about like, it's, there's no way Steve jobs was like, are we being too much? It's like, that didn't exist. He basically was like, No, Cupertino, like city council, this is what's happening. We're going to like fight for this for years and make it happen. And so that, I always think about that when I'm like making a bold decision or actually trying to, or whatever I'm doing, I'm like, am I being too much? No, Like, 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 can you see this from space? Like, can we like, actually like, like, what are we building here? And, and I, so I think I really, really believe in heroes from afar. Um, yeah, so
1: More of a little uh, nitty gritty question. How do you acquire customers? I'm so curious. And I will preface this with, I'm wearing clothing that people gave me because I don't care. I'm a norm core guy. uh, And uh, people have approached me to try and fix that. And my my lady is a fashion person as well. A fashion person.
0: His, His girlfriend designs like beautiful, beautiful couture wedding gowns. And this and is the way he dresses
1: and jewelry. Yes. And I'm I cannot be helped. Uh, that's why I chose the <laughs> uh, outdoor recreation industry so that I can fit in, and it's it works out very well for me. But yeah, not about not me. Vibe. I'm asking you. It's
2: not your vibe. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, are you doing it online? Is it ads? Is it uh, influencers? Or are you just meeting enough people that you're able to to grow at, at the pace that you like?
2: Yeah. So right now we, we do a little bit of both. So we do ads. We also, um, have a pretty wonderful referral, um, program. So it's, you know, people referrals, our clients don't leave. So that helps too. Like once they're basically in and they're in, um and then and yeah and and ads we haven't done any influencer stuff yet um we haven't really needed to like I said I think that the next year we basically like solidified offering and then our offerings and and kind of what we're good at I was I was actually just telling um Meg this last week I was like we finally know who our people are and Um, you Lance are not our people. You don't care about fashion. You don't like, like you don't need to look good. You don't care, not our people. Um, And so, and, and I'm not going to try to convince you. No. Um, But if you had a photo shoot and you were a woman and you were like, what the hell do I wear? You might actually, you might then be our people. And so, uh, so that is, that's customer acquisition, how we get our people.
1: Okay, really I think quick. it's also
2: going to be pretty like like we're looking even for 2022. Um, we're looking at some event. We have a pretty nice event. Um, events have been successful for us as well to reach our people. So I think, well, we'll see what ends up happening with the world. But events are always good for us too.
0: Events are great. Are you still doing the styling school, or is that done?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We I are. forgot about
0: this for a second. You said something and I was like, wait, what happened to the styling school? No,
2: the school parts centered styling. Yes. I know. For anybody, this is like my secret sneaky thing because I hire people from, I forgot. That's how, so how I hire <laughs> that's people. That's how you hire your stylists. <laughs> I hire, they go through my school and I hire the best ones, but shh, don't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> We're just going to tell um, the whole world right now. So Alyssa has a very reasonably priced, I think very recently priced um, program where she teaches you how to be a virtual stylist. Yes.
2: Yes, it is. The School of centered Styling, we teach people how to style, how to create their own business. Um, and they go through, they can be competitors, but not really. <laughs> and, um,
0: and then I hire the best ones. Very smart. <laughs> Um, so we may or may not write books out of this. We don't actually know. That's the plan, but we know how plans go. So we're asking everyone, who should we interview? Why are you, is this your question? Do you wanna ask it instead?
1: No, 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 I was going You're to like, um, chastise you for casting doubt upon our objectives.
0: We're writing a book, Damn it. There is
1: no try, yeah. Okay, there we're fucking
0: go. writing two books. The first one is how Mm. to make your friends rich. And the second one is God mode. We're asking everyone we're interviewing on the podcast, who should we be, who should we interview for God mode? And which is like, think like the people that we all look up to, like the billionaires of the world or like, that is like a successful person we look up to. Who would that person be that you'd want to hear their story?
2: I actually think that you should interview my executive coach, Amanda.
0: I don't know Amanda, do I?
2: I don't think you do, but you should interview her for God Mode. Interesting.
1: Note. I will I will uh, provide more color on this concept. So God Mode is when you're extremely uh, effective at doing what you do and, and in a way that you're kind of blown away when you look back at it. So um, sometimes, you know, you accomplish things and you just have no idea how you got it done. And then you look back and you, and you realize that it was well within your, your capability and you can go and stretch yourself and, and replicate. And the, the super successful people that we all look up to, they have gone through this process numerous times. That's the presumption.
0: Not
1: yeah. really a question. Just, just so you know, if yeah. you're, you're chatting Amanda up. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: think... I mean, absolutely. I think that's really like, you know, when you're in your zone of genius, you're like, what the hell? How did this even happen? Because you're, there is, there's something that you've tapped into something a little bit bigger um, than just you as your own person um, or maybe your own, what you even think is possible. So absolutely. I, I think, um, I mean, I love that.
0: Right?
1: It's like flow state for productivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Being able to just recreate it over and over.
1: Um, well, do you have. I had a questions? question. I did, but then you took all the energy.
0: I took all. I give energy, not take. I do both. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I did not write this one down. I'm so pissed. Um. um what was it about? I was just riffing off of the fantastic uh, conversation being led uh, by Alyssa um, and uh, God yeah,
2: mode flow state. I ruined Before everything.
1: That. Yeah, yeah. What
2: were the you talking school, school of heart centered styling. I don't know. Wait, so I have a question. Are you, are we making each other rich? Or are we making your listeners rich or are we making everybody like, what's the, tell me.
0: So that I, we have a little bit like.
1: So, okay. so make your friends rich is about um, uh, it's, it's a lot about putting good out into the world. It's about recognizing the strengths of others. It's about wanting to move the ball forward and having the accountability buddy to get you there. Um, it's about, uh, generally spreading goodness and, and hooking people up when you can, whenever, whenever uh, possible, and that um, That leads to understanding compatibility and, and working well with people and, and building something that you couldn't have built otherwise. So that's really like the ideal mountain pathway that we're that we're forming in, in describing um, What's going on, but also uh, make your friends, rich is about uh, exploring um, and soliciting help from others. And so that was the question I was getting to. So thank you, Megan. Um, in, in your next, uh, chapter of your business, uh, do you have any, um, any disciplines that you wish you had a friend that could help you that would get you to the next level? You have an open opportunity to reach our vast audience here and make friends with any of them. What are you looking for? Who do you want to befriend?
2: I need somebody that is an operations ninja. Um, We are building so many systems right now. It makes me cry because I, it's like, it's so not my, like, I'm like, wait a minute. I have to write down how I do this, like exactly how I do this um, to actually do it at scale. Wow. It makes me even cry. Cause I'm like, oh, this is like, it feels like eating an elephant and people are like just one bite at a time. And I'm like, I hate this though. Um, so Amen. somebody that like loves it, that's really, um, you know, it's just like, like, i I, I literally, I feel like I can't write another more of like, how do you do this? Like literally step-by-step step, what is the exact thing that I do and that my other stylists do it's like I'm kind of like just shadow me and you'll get it but that's not really how you build something at scale it's so many policy and procedure and writing down exactly the nitty-gritty of how something is done is um so somebody that like loves that I just I'm looking for that person and I have not found them yet
0: um so they're
1: out there oh yeah
0: is that the coo position or is that like more of a like assistant i think it's not quite the
2: coo position yet i think that's probably like an operations like manager ninja ninja yeah yeah
1: Yeah. samurai Mm
2: -hmm. and and that doesn't want anything like does not want to be in front of anybody like isn't a you know, like I'm very much happy to talk and be the face and blah, blah, blah. I'm like so obnoxious in that way. Um, But I, I need somebody that's like, I just want to like, look at spreadsheets all day.
0: So you need like the ultimate support operations person. Mm -hmm. And those people exist. It took me a long time to find ours.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Lots Mm -hmm. of trial and error. I mean, and you have to
2: think about like clients. We have like so many clients. Like, who's on first? Who's on second? Like, like it's really we're managing a lot of a lot of clothes and a lot of different parts of the process. And so, um, so somebody that is, you know, detailed in that and can actually build that enjoys building out systems and building things out is is what I'm looking for to complement me and complement my skills. That can 10x my output. So how? So more people...
1: than just someone strong. Say it again. Go. So more than just someone to fill out like a, a Jira or Confluence page uh, or organizational, you know, uh, wiki, but also someone that has supply chain management skills and logistical skills for delivery.
2: I mean, they don't actually need like supply chain, but somebody that can build, that's happy to look at an entire process and say like, it's because most of it is a serve. I mean, we're mostly a service-based business. There are some um, like boxes, like clothing boxes that go out and stuff like that, but that's not a huge, huge portion of our business, but, but it's mostly being able to manage the pro- like manage the process they basically manage processes right now. So kind of how it works is we have an end when new client comes intakes. Well, I'm actually not going to give all of my secrets away, but, but, but for the most part, somebody that is like, I can look at the spreadsheet and make it better. And I can look at your process and make it better. And I can actually figure out how to that just likes that stuff. Um, and and also deals with people because so much of the, our business is so much about people and matching a stylist and getting to know somebody's person personality and where they're going and their and their personal aesthetic is actually a huge is a creative piece so we're managing the creative as well as the very like tactical um, you know the right. Email has to go out and the right outfits have to go out and and so there's so there's a little bit of a balance there. And so I need somebody that's really has a good backbone backbone and can understand um just like very operations. I haven't found them yet.
0: Yeah. How does that person get in touch with you if they're listening and they're like, I'm that person, I want to do that.
2: Oh my gosh, they can email me and I'm gonna give you my real life legit email. You guys can all spam me. Um, well, me or Danny. If you get a reply from Danny, who's my assistant, don't be mad. <laughs> Just okay. kidding. Um, so it's Alyssa, E L I S S A, at styled, S T Y E, S T Y L E D B Y E, styledbye.com. Amazing. And you can say, me, I am that person.
0: That's going to be amazing. I want one of our listeners to be that person for you. I
2: know, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. Wouldn't um, be-
0: it'd be so cool. How do people find you? How do they hire you? Give us all the information. And then we'll also put it Shameless.
1: In our- Shameless
0: get, plug time. I'll go I'll all the
2: people come to me. Come to me. Um, so my Instagram is Alyssa M Williams. My name is spelled with E-E-L-I-S-S-A-M Williams. That's um you can follow me there. Um, our company Instagram is your virtual concierge.com And you can go to www.yourvirtualclosetconcierge.com and get started there. <laughs>